You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, I, I wanted to go back to something that we talked about prior to the draft. Mm, okay. And it was something that a lot of people were kind of, I don't know, I, wanna, I don't want to say panic is the right word, but they were talking about this uh, like it was something that was, wasn't going to re- be resolved. And that is the number of players that the Steelers have under, uh, under contract for right. 2022. Because everybody... That was one of the narratives as soon as last season ended. They only got X amount yeah. under for 19 players under contract. 18 players. Was seven, I think it was 17 was the lowest that it was. Well, that's two years away for one thing. The yeah. draft hasn't happened. Free agent hasn't happened. You haven't extended some of your guys. We haven't even got the Minka and Watt. They ain't going anywhere. You right. know? So uh, hey, let's just break that down. I'm interested. So the Steelers now have 44 players under contract for the 2022 season. Wow. Okay. And I don't think they want that number to be massive. I, no. I think they want to be somewhat liquid next offseason yeah. in terms of going to get their next quarterback, first and foremost, or maybe going outside the organization for a position or two, you know, if need be. So right now, um, this according to SpotTrack, uh, the Steelers have 60, $67 million, uh in cap space. And I believe that's based on a salary cap of... Which I guess is... This assumes a hundred and ninety two point five million dollar salary cap in twenty twenty two. It's gonna be more than that. I mean we uh, we don't know what's gonna be in the stands, but the next pen game tomorrow night's gonna have fifty percent. Yeah. There's gonna be That's just basically doing what they field. typically do and bumping it up ten million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be higher. It's gonna be that. over two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So sixty seven million, that's the second most amount of money going into next year. Which is remarkable. Like, that never happens. <laughs> yeah. We, they're always second least. You right. You know what I mean? We've never seen that before. The only team with more cap space than them is the Colts, but the Colts only have 37 players under contract. Okay. So those seven players make up for that. The Colts have 69.2 million. The Steelers are 67.4. I, That's I will your, say for the Colts, The Steelers though, have the most cap space. Well, I, I was going to kind of counter that. I mean, they, obviously the Colts don't have as many guys under contract. But I think the Colts have a big lump still this year that will roll over because they haven't spent much. And they right, were that's true. Yeah, there. yeah. So there are some of those things to factor in. In fact, if you look at the the cap space from right now, I'm calling current it cap space. Current okay. cap space actually, Jacksonville has thirty nine point four million. Denver's at thirty six point three. The Colts are at twenty two point nine. Okay, so they'll probably roll over fifteen, eighteen, something, something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, or they extend Wentz. Right, they got to make that. They don't. And then right. they got you know the Quentin Nelson's contracts coming up. Sales Leonard. They got some. They got some big ones right, that are right, gonna. Right. They're gonna be expensive. Um, so if you look at this from a cap standpoint, they got forty four players on a contract. They got sixty seven million dollars in cap space. The number three teams, the Bengals, at fifty seven point five. So there's a huge jump there, actually. It's 10, $10 million dollars. Then you look, the Jets are at fifty two. Okay. Almost fifty three. Miami's at forty eight. Denver, a lot of those 47. young teams with a lot of yeah. youth and not not guys they have to pay soon. On the other side of the spectrum, you look at the teams who are over the cap okay. oh, at $192.5 million, remember. Before we do, you have them listed second. I bet with rollover, they're third or fourth. They're in the top five somewhere. Yeah, they'll definitely be in the yeah. top five. But probably 
about eighty million to spend. Yeah, because the cap is very low in that projection. That's a ton, and they don't have to give it to any. None of it's going to Ben. Right. You know, no more of it's going to Ben. You know. So the Packers right now, thirty nine point six million dollars over that cap. That's with forty six players signed for next year. Wow. Dallas has fifty seven players signed for next year, but they're thirty two point eight million dollars over that cap. Wow. The Giants have 50 players signed. They're $24 million over the cap. And they don't really have stars. And they don't have anybody. Right. They don't have Rodgers and Dak and Zeke. And, you know, right. The Rams have 58 players. They're at $18.6 million over that cap. Which is how they operate. But The Texans. Wow. They are such a disaster. They've got 42 players signed for next year. They're still $12 million over the cap. Wow. They've signed like 30 <laughs> guys in free agency, and almost all of them are one-year deals. They had to. Right, right, right. They can't, yeah. I mean, Watson will go. Watson, some way, shape, or form, is not going to be a Texan this time next year. I'm sure of it. And that will open up a little. Here's, here's where the list gets interesting. I bet there's an AFC North team. At 27, at $8.6 million over the cap with 58 players signed are the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Baker doesn't have a new deal yet. Garrett does. I don't know where else their money is going to go, but I could see like. Well, they got to pay the corner. Yeah. Ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be expensive. I could see him being a franchise guy. They just picked up his 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 uh, rookie option. I think it's $13 million next year. Hmm. My immediate thoughts are I bet Landry and or Odell are they not. They can't afford them. Browns Maybe next both year, of them. This year. I'm saying at least one, maybe both. Because if you're $8.6 million over the cap, you're going to need – Six million dollars to sign your rookie class. Mm-hmm. You're going to need, you know, you're going, up. you're going to want to make some moves. Right, right, right. So yeah, they, I mean, this this might be it. Like yeah, people are talking the about the Browns right, right, right. Uh, as a well, a long term contender. We'll see. It's different if it's Mahomes. Yeah, you know, Baker ain't Mahomes. I mean, yeah. he may be a very good player. He may be take a big step forward. You know, he ain't gonna be Josh Allen. He's not going to be Mahomes. He's a lot closer to Kirk Cousins than he is Patrick right, Mahomes. to those guys. You know, I wonder if it next year, you, know, you mentioned Odell and Landry, and this is the first I've thought of these things, but even little things, luxuries that they've been able to have, like Kareem Hunt. Do they have to trade Kareem Hunt to Seattle, you know, yeah. just to dump him? They're going to give Chubb a new deal. Because Chubb's, they're not going to let Chubb go. No. No way. You know, so some of these moves they've made – I don't know if they'll have the luxuries. And I wonder, the more I think about it, maybe Ward walks after drafting Newsom. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean that, that, that could be that, that move, pick. yeah. Right. Um, here's another hmm. interesting one. We, can you keep the O-line intact? Right. Yeah, that's going to get expensive. That's big, yeah. A guy like Hooper's going to get cut, for sure. The Bills are $7.7 million over the cap. Okay. And Allen doesn't have his new deal. And Allen doesn't have his new deal. And like, some of those, I mean, we've seen this many times in Pittsburgh history, you could get cap relief this year, you know, give them a six-year deal or whatever. Yeah. And maybe that's coming for Baker, too. But these are, you know, if you have cap problems without you're not adding like you're not, yet, you're not adding like you have been the last couple of years. No, no, no. You like, can't trade for digs and, right. you know, those type of things. And I think their draft showed us that. Like, we're just going to draft four linemen to start the, start the draft because those things are expensive. And we know soon we're going to be losing more than we're bringing in every year. The Saints... With 46 players signed, or 4.7 million dollars over that's the cap. That's good for them. But yeah, <laughs> that's but better than usual. That's without a that's without a starting quarterback. That's without a quarterback, <laughs> that's right? And the, the cap doesn't count for them. Uh, the Falcons are 3.8 million over. Yeah, and Julio and Ryan are hard to move on from. The Vikings uh, are the last team that has a little bit of cap space there. That's the, 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 from 24 down. So the Falcons on down are all over the cap. 
Uh, then you have the Vikings at 2.8 million. The 49ers are at 1.3. Real quick question, just because I'm just interested in myself. How many players do the Vikings have under contract? For 2020, they have 60. I was gonna say they've had they get a lot. Six yeah. draft picks in the last two Compare years. Compare that to the I just mentioned the Vikings and the 49ers are in that same neighborhood. Yeah. So the Vikings have 60 players under contract. The 49ers have 36. And the Niners have <laughs> a first round pick for a while. <laughs> they don't have a first round pick, and they've only got 1.3 million in cap space. Wow. I mean, Jimmy's gonna go. Right. Yeah. I mean, some of those moves are writing on the but wall. But then you're but, eating dead caps. You know, eating. But depth is gonna be a problem for the Niners now. I mean, they're gonna become a Rams, Stars, and Scrubs type of team real quick. The Chiefs. Have 37 players under contract. They only have 5.5 million in cap space. Wow. How many the Steelers have again under contract? 44. 44. Okay. Where are the Ravens on there? That's they, they the Ravens are middle the of the pack. They're 15th. They have 49 players under contract. 24 million dollars in cap space. Okay. But again, Lamar's. But they got to sign Lamar. Sign Lamar, which again can be fine for the first year. Give him a big bonus and. Yeah. But those teams. I mean, who are some of the other examples? Baker, Buffalo, Russell or, Wilson. You know, yeah. when they gave him his deal. Dak Prescott, when right, he, he's got right. his money here. But I'm thinking of teams that are about to hit that. Oh, you know, okay. The, the Browns, the Bills, the Ravens. They've, they're have they soon going to find out what life is like with an expensive quarterback. Because yeah. none of those guys are leaving. They're not moving on from him, yeah. No, no, they're not moving on from him. And the Lamar experiment better. I'm a Lamar believer. Much more so than Baker. At some point, he needs to learn how to be a better pocket passer. Though. Yes. Because the running's not going to last forever. And anyway, they, when they give him a big deal, they may not want him to run as much. I would say, I think he has, he and they have to change a little yeah. for this to work for the next eight to ten years. It's still fine to scramble. We're not going to design any more running plays for you. No. And we've talked about this with Josh Allen, too, who's built much differently and runs less, but... I think I'm handing it to Zach Moss a little bit more here if I'm going to pay him a, a huge contract. And he's only had one good year. It was an awesome year, and I, I'm a believer that he's that I was wrong about him, but no one got better more from 19 to 20 than Josh Allen. I mean, what if he takes a 15% step back? You know, not much. Does this matter to you? I'm looking here at the average age of those players. Hmm. The Saints are tops at the 28. This is in 2022. See, this is weird for me with the Saints. They are, they're the Mardi Gras of the league. I mean, it's just a party, you know. Spend, 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 yeah. And left and right and hurricanes and, you know, lift your shirt up. You know, I mean, because they, not only they spend like crazy, but I mentioned Minnesota has made 26 draft picks in the last two years. The Saints have made like 15 in the last three. You know, like <laughs> they trade up for Troutman and yeah. guards, and you know, like they good go players. they go for quality instead of quantity. And they've drafted very well, but they almost had that Steelers of the 70s draft with Kamara and Ramchek and Williams. Like now, you got to pay those dudes. They are unbelievable to me because they're so aggressive. But their draft should be like the Rams. Like the Rams are super aggressive. Never have a first-round pick, but they bring in 10 picks every year. Yeah. You know, at least you can have backup linebackers that are cheap. The Saints don't do any of that. Who do you think is number two in average age? This one's kind of surprising because you don't think of this team the being— The Saints are the oldest team in the league the Saints right now? Are, Saints will be the oldest team next year. I, this is this is looking at 2022. I can call it up for this year. But in 2022, the oldest, the second oldest team will be the 49ers. I was going to say Tampa would have been my guess. 
Let me let me look at this year's. I mean, Brady this, has a lot of that. The, yeah, that's kind of like the Steelers are our tenth on that list at twenty seven point two three, but they've got a but 30, they got thirty nine year old quarterback. Right, right, right. Carry some weight. I assume Brady will still be there. Ben will. So the average age going right now, as we sit here, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at twenty seven point one four years. For okay, that's current roster. Current or roster. guys on, under contract. That's in current 22? current roster for twenty twenty one. Okay. The Bears are second at twenty seven point oh three. The Forty Nine ers are third at twenty seven point oh one. Wow. I don't think of them as an old team. The Patriots are fourth on that list at 26.84. Because they've drafted so poorly and just had to bring in a bunch of 28-year-olds. The Texans are fifth, tied with the Patriots. Every metric for them is bad. (laughs) There's no hope. There's not a good one around. Right. I mean, not to mention, I mean, I don't mean to be coarse towards the women and all the Watson situation. Their only card and their only ace they have turned into a two. You know, like, you can't get anything for him right now unless – things change dramatically and even if they do you're not going to get what you could have six months ago for Deshaun Watson right they have no means of getting better I mean whoever Spencer Rattler needs to be a superstar and they have to earn the first pick in the draft you know what I mean like then you draft him you're now you're paying two quarterbacks like right I mean they should never drafted Mills either yeah because he's on he's on a really hard time succeeding on that team and even if he succeeds you're probably going to draft a quarterback with the top three pick anyway. You know, right. he has to blow your doors off. So the uh, the Steelers on on current age of their roster are 18th, 26.16. Okay, with one obvious. With one, that's with Roethlisberger on yeah. the roster. That's, I mean, Cam and DeCastro and some of the foundation you got, you got players. You got some 30 year olds, but yeah. you're getting Aiden. younger. Right. Yeah. And again. What was the number after the season of guys under contract in 22? It was like they, 27 they had, or something. They started off with 17. 17. And now it's up to 44. It's up to 44. And none of those are old people. Right. You know, and you're going to add Minka and Watt to that in their prime. So you'll be up at the 46 in time. You know, Minka, there's no rush because of the franchise right. tag and all that. But so... I mean, I don't think they're going to go out there shopping for 32-year-old free agents after this year. Either. No, I don't see that. Ha- they just That's I mean, not how they do business. And even if they had a veteran quarterback, it's going to be Derek Carr age. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. No. He's <laughs> you know the mean? same age as Ben, I might right. add. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not going to be that era. I just, I just thought so they're only getting younger, which yeah. not every team is. You would think every team is, but not every team is. It's not a bad thing to get younger while also keeping. Yeah, you know, people wonder why did the Steelers pay Cam Hayward that money? They could have they could have spent that on whoever, Bud Dupree, for example. Yeah, Cam's better than Bud. You spend the money. All. First of all, you spend the money on Cam A because he's better than, than mm-hmm. Bud. Yeah. B because he's one of your locker room leaders. Right. That goes a long way. That's why, you know, when you talk about I was asked this question today in my chat. How do the Steelers get people to buy in? How do the Steelers get their players to buy into paying it forward? Like, okay, I, we brought in a uh, – mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the starting wide receiver. Matt, you're a second-round draft pick. You come in and I help you sure. out. Aaron Smith sends it to Hayward, who sends it to right. Tua, who sends it to some sophomore at Oklahoma right now. Yeah. You know, who we don't you, know You get name. that because, A, you, you keep that family-type atmosphere in the locker room. Right. It starts with ownership. And you do that – by being mostly homegrown. Without question. They don't see you going out and, and spending money like crazy. Everybody in that locker room, for the most part, if, if there's if there's 53 guys in a locker room, 40 to 45 of them were guys you drafted or developed. Mm-hmm. And that goes a long way towards building that kind of... Without question. Of course that starts with ownership, which 
then in turn, same GM, same head coach, whoever's here for three, four years knows what to expect next year. You're in the same camp. You're running the same offense. You know, and you see, you see them them show loyalty towards their guys. They did it to Jerome yeah. ten years like ago. Like if I if I do what I'm supposed that, to do right. and I make the proper if I make the strides that I'm supposed to make, they'll give me a second contract. Yes, and I'll be here for the length of that second contract. And these guys know each other. The world's much smaller now. I mean, Najee Najee knows Lynch and Peters and whoever at Bama before him, and one of you know Minka. I'm sure every team has connections. No college guy or free agent now goes to a team. And doesn't have a clue. Who doesn't know anybody, did. right? Never. Like we're talking to we're talking to Dan Moore and Kendrick Green on draft day, mm-hmm. and they they train together at the same right. You know, and so many of these guys have the same agents or trainers or went to school know. or recruited. Together and then you have Buddy or, Johnson there, who's also played with like yeah. Dan Moore could room with either one of them and be you know and just as comfortable. Yeah, and they follow each other on Instagram and Facebook, and you know, like they, they pay attention to one another. It's not when. I was in fifth grade if my dad moved to Oklahoma and I had to go to a new school and didn't know a soul. That's not how the world works anymore. So you go into an environment with friends or acquaintances that have told you how things go around here, and I'm sure a lot of those aren't so swell. Like, I kind of hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, that's very important. If you let the cams go, you lose a lot of that. You lose some of that, right. that veteran leadership, call it whatever you want to call it, it goes a long way in that locker room. You can trace the lineage sure. of those guys straight back to Joe Green. Right. Oh, without quite, it starts there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And not every year was super successful. And there's bumps in the roads over a 50-year period. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure. But it's there. Let's say they draft a defensive lineman in the first round. Or even the guy they drafted this year or the one before that or the one before that. And you walk in that defensive meeting room. And you sit next to Cam Hayward, you're listening. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It's not like this is a nobody. And Cam's not the biggest name in in sports. It's not like sitting next to Brady, but we've been around the guy. He commands respect, and when he speaks in that room, everyone shuts up. And I'm gonna do what he does. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. The position coach, the defense coordinator, the head coach. They keep pointing out, hey, here's what we do, and then watch how Cam does this. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. just the way he speaks and the confidence and the swagger and you know, that stuff's important. It's it's kinda like when I when I traced the you know, I took Cam Sutton and traced him back to Deshay Townsend. Mm-hmm. Like you see that there there's a direct lineage there of those of those kind of guys that And they're not pro bowlers, but they're versatile, important pieces that played a lot of special teams and made their bones. And to be honest, that worries me a little bit with Pouncey and Al leaving. Yeah. You know, they weren't great players last year. I mean, I'm not going to candy coat it. They weren't, you know, what what Pouncey had been earlier in his yeah. career. And frankly, they were maybe more liability. They may be better at left tackle and center this year than they were last year, just on the field. But they're not going to be better in the room. Right. Uh, not right. yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pouncey, Pouncey still commanded that respect. He was sure. still the He was still the guy. He was still the the pulse of the team. Like you right. could go to him and you know what's the team feeling about this? Or mm-hmm. for example, that when they when they were going through the the situation with the with the uh, the protests and stuff like that, you went to Pouncey for that. I would think, yeah, you know, yeah, right? Because he he was the you know the 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 voice of the team on that mm-hmm. situ- in that situation. Well, and who's I that guy now? You also went to Cam, so Cam's still there. Right. Somebody else now needs to step into that. It needs voice. to be TJ now. It needs to yeah. be you know. I mean, Ben's not going to be there much longer. 
Is it going to be one of the wide receivers? Or is it going to be Najee one of these days? It right. won't be this year, but, I mean, is he going to be the next Jerome? Unfortunately, they don't usually play 12 years, you know. Um, I, I don't know this for a fact. It's an educated guess, but A.B. went off the rails at one point. Would he have gone off the rails a little earlier if Hayward Bay wasn't with him all the time? Right. You know what I mean? I've said that, I've like said that, that before. Right. Like somebody needed to be the adult in there. Yeah. And that keep... worries me a little in that room, too. They're a little young. Yeah. You know? They're getting. They've been around the block, though. Yeah. I mean, they're young but experienced. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, not like a, you know, you're counting on three guys who've been here for a year or two. And, okay, now you're getting thrust into the lineup. No, no that, that's they, happened. They've played a lot. Yeah. I mean, maybe last year it would have been good to have a, a Hayward Bay that's a core special teamer, but. Those guys aren't going to. You can't find those guys everywhere. Here, here's no. a guy. Over here. Okay, let's Wide go find the, aren't course, the guy who was the often. number eight pick in the draft, and he's right. he's now a special core special teams. And guy. he's not going to be better than James Washington, and James is going to have a tough time seeing the field. Yeah. It. Side note, I was talking to Stan Savern on on Friday, and we were just talking about these things, and he kind of was like, "Billy, I kind of feel bad for James Washington." I'm like, "Yeah, me too," because he's done nothing wrong. He's a quality player, and but then I thought about it after I hung up with him, thinking. That might work to the Steelers' advantage because Juju, I think, is going to be the third wide out this year in terms of pecking order. Again, he didn't really do anything wrong either, but the other two are stars in the making. So if that works out that way and they don't get decimated by injuries, Juju's going to leave after the year. You're going to get a comp pick, and you're going to say, hey, James, how about you sign a yeah. two- or three-year deal? Mason's, <laughs> Mason's going to be the next guy, or at least get his shot to be the next guy here. You were his guy in college. How about you stay in? I think you get him on the cheap a year from now. Yeah. You know, add him to that 44 list, give him $4 million a year, I don't know, and don't draft a receiver. It might work out pretty well, big picture. Yeah, we'll see. And there's, there's still, I mean, yeah, I'm guessing. Still a lot that, that has to be uh, sussed out with all of that. Mm-hmm. but. But certainly, uh, I mean, James might lead the team receptions this year. I, yeah. mean, I don't know how they're the they're go. not in the situation, the, the dire situation that many people say. Oh, they they've seventeen players under contract for next year. They're going to spend all that money real quick, right? Well, they they spent oh I don't know sixty seventy million of it, and they've got forty four players under contract, mm-hmm. and still have sixty seven. And they now have one quarterback space. under contract. A month ago, they had zero. Right. Um, they have their franchise back. I mean, just looking at that at that roster, what it what it looks like here, that's that's Hayward, that's Tuitt, that's Fitzpatrick. That still counts Ben Roethlisberger. No, oh, yeah, no, he's, but he's yeah. not going to be here. But yeah. That counts Zach Banner, Devin Bush, Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, same situation mm-hmm. as Ben. They, they, they've got the uh, the option on those. Right. Yeah, I don't think Juju and Ben will be on that Which, team. by the way, I did find out that if, if he signs somewhere else, even though they, you, if it's a, uh, it's got the option on it like that, uh, they still get a comp pick for it. Okay, so he'll be treated like a free agent yeah. if he's, okay. Uh, Sutton, Boswell, Derek Watt, Mason Rudolph, Eric Ebron is a they've got. I think they have an option on him. Yeah, I'm not sure if he'll be back or not. I, yeah, I, I, I think that one's up in the air. I think a lot of people when they took Fryermuth just assumed Ebron's one year and done here. I don't know if that's a slam dunk. I yeah. think you kind of see how that goes. Alu Alu, Hag, Wormley, Claypool, Johnson's, Highsmith, Lane, Benny. Hag was more than a one year deal. Yeah, good, good. Um, nice Anthony McFarland, Kevin Dotson, Zach Gentry, Isaiah Bugs, Ulysses Gilbert, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Loudermill, all the rookies. All the rookies. That. So um, you've still got you know. a couple of those. I think this needs to be mentioned, but it's true for every team. Like I mentioned, the Vikings have drafted 26 players in the last two round, two years. Well, some of those guys aren't going to make the team. Right. You know, this I'm year. Not sure. This year, right. <laughs> I mean, some of those guys just aren't going to be good enough. 
Gentry might not be good enough. Uh, the seventh round picks from the last two years might not be good enough. But one's a punter. Right. Which is a different, it's somewhat of an advantage over other teams that you probably are going to have a punter for four years on Cheap. a seventh round contract. Yeah. You know. And they so. can still, they'll, they'll get TJ Watt under contract. You know, they'll get, yes. they'll get some of these guys that are, that aren't. I'm not sure who the other priorities are at the moment. I would think a lot of that's probably done. Yeah, it's not like last year where we looked at, well, if they could get Matt Filer done, maybe that mm-hmm. would be something. I, yeah, I'm not sure who those guys are. I mean, I, I guess you could look at, like, Chooks core for yeah. potentially. Right. You know. But what's different from other years, if you have to, you can go get a tackle. Yeah. I mean, that's bad business. I don't think they're ever going to be doing that. Or you can trade for a guy, you know. You could trade for the next Orlando Brown. We could go the Buffalo route and sign seven of them and mm-hmm. see what sticks. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, just the ha- the fact that they have so much cap space obviously factors in for a quarterback. But one of these days we need to figure out who could be the Steelers quarterback next year. Like, that's going to be a fun conversation, and we have all offseason to I, do I, it. I don't even know that we would. We could throw out 10 names, and I still don't know we'd be, if we'd be right. See, I think we could name 20 guys. Daniel Jones and Tua, Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson and yeah. Wilson. Everyone that's in, coming out in the draft this year. Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins. You know, like, there's a lot of scenarios. Derek Carr, Drew Locke. You know, people yeah, I don't know if I, if I were – I don't know if, if I went to Vegas and they had odds on who's the Steelers quarterback next year. I have no clue. I don't know. I, no I mean, clue. I guess Mason Rudolph would have the best odds. I guess. Uh, just based on the fact that he's here. It's he's under 50%. A, he's under contract. Right, right, right. You know, he's, he's the, the only, only one, one under contract. Back. Yeah. But and outside there's a, there's of that. a chance he plays this year and does well. Um, but my point with that is, names aside, any of those names I mentioned, including Rodgers, Wilson, Watson, they could do it now. Yeah. They couldn't do they it. They couldn't have done ago. it. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with Ben. Why would you bring him back? It's a wasted year. They didn't have a whole lot of other options, folks. They were gonna, they were gonna spend. It was gonna cost them twenty-two million dollars, whether he's here or not. Whether he's here or not. So the question then became: Is it worth the extra four million dollars to bring him back? Right. Well, yeah. And you're not gonna get Rodgers for four, or, right. or let alone Dalton, even or somebody <laughs> like that. I mean, so next year you could, if you want, if you fall in love with a guy, you can get him. You can get whoever you want. Yeah. You yeah. maybe you can't get the first pick in the draft. I mean, if you're picking 20th or 15th or even 12th. I mean, you might not be able to get the one, but you can get the three or four dudes that are going to be on the trade block, the the, the highest price free agent, you know, uh, you'll be able to get who you want. Almost. Yeah, it's all on the table. Everything's kind of opened up. Right. Last year they couldn't. It wasn't that that wasn't the case. That's why it was always funny whenever, you know, the national media talked about it. I'm like they can't do it. They just not couldn't do year, it. Right. Yeah. Now they've set themselves up to do it very very yeah. well. Next year those people will be right. Right, right, exactly. Finally. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're going to go spend $30 million on the next Kirk Cousins on free agency, but they can if they love somebody. Yeah, right. Uh, but that's going to do it for this show. Uh, so for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.